Hey y'all, hey. Welcome to the Come and Talk to Me podcast with Cece, where we talk about all the things by way of memes, but from a 40 and over perspective. So I think it's time to start the show. to another episode of the come and talk to me podcast this is my dupree episode for the month guys i i got the man the legend is here uh, the free yeah. how, how, how's everything going how is uh packing going oh man um you know i'm actually this week i need i only have um roughly about two weeks left in my place so this move is company driven. So they actually have people coming to move me. Um, so I'll pack up like my personal items, but they're going to take care of the rest. So they're kicking me out of here next Thursday. Um, and then I'll be in transition for like 12 days or so. Hmm. Yeah, so it'll be a lot of hotel and stuff like that. Because um, I'm having a farewell party here in Tennessee. So um, right after that farewell party, I'll fly down to Texas. And I'm closing on my new house um, that Tuesday. So, yeah, it's a lot going on right now. It is. But that, you know, as we said before, it's, it's all good stuff. That's that good stress. You know, when you're planning mm-hmm. for something huge like this. So have you said all of your goodbyes? Or are you going to do that um, at your party? Um, I am definitely trying my best, but it's kind of difficult with the schedule that I have um, to really, you know, get the opportunity to say the goodbye to as many people as possible uh, between work and, you know, still fatherhood. Like I had my daughter all week last week. So, you know, it wasn't really too much saying goodbye then. Um, And then, you know, being prepared to move as well as still having to work and everything. So it's kind of difficult to get with people. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. But I I feel like at the the 11th hour, you're going to try to run around and see um, certain people that you may have not had a chance to see. Or they Mm. will do that to you. Or they will do that to you. I, I could totally see that happening. But regardless, I know you're going to um, keep us posted step by step. I think I want, I think I want like a video diary of the move. Like, I, I feel like I, I feel like we need that. <laughs> video diary of the move. <laughs> yeah, like a vlog of, you know, the actual, the day of, you know, preparation during, you know, all that. I don't know. Just think about it. Just consider it. I think, you know, you got to get the people what they want. <laughs> I want it. So, but anyway, Dupree, um, we gonna get into this remix today because this this is a good one. This is a good one. Okay. You ready? Let's get it. 
Yep. Okay, Dupree. So for today's remix, you know, we talked about several topics um, last month when we were trying to decide what we were going to talk about today. And one mm-hmm. topic that you threw out there, and I was like, you know what, this might be pretty good to discuss today because it's right on time. And, okay. you know, timing is everything. So um, we're going to, I ran across an article that actually mm-hmm. addresses a topic that we mentioned last month. And the okay. article is entitled, Nine Underrated Benefits of Being Single for the Holidays. So today Nine we're talking- underrated. Okay. Underrated benefits. Underrated benefits, yeah. okay. I, so I started doing some research about being single and being in a relationship during the holidays. And of course, mm-hmm. I found more articles and more um, writing selections based on being single on the holidays. And, mm-hmm. you know, many of them were like, oh, don't feel sad. This is what you do to beat the blues. And some of them were like, you know, like this one, like this is the benefit of being single. You don't need anybody anyway, you know, all this stuff. So we're going we're gonna to talk about some of these so-called benefits mm-hmm. of being single for the holidays. And I must Note that this article uh, was located on mtvnews.com. Didn't even know they had a website, but they do. Okay. And it was written by <clears throat> Deepa Lakshman. I, you know, have to mm-hmm. give credit. Have to give credit. So number one, mm-hmm. number one, Debris, the benefit of being single during the holidays. Mm-hmm. You can freely stuff your face at Thanksgiving. I would freely stuff my face no matter if I was single or not. That's Even when what I was I married, I freely stuffed my face. I'm freely stuffing. I, when I was married, I freely stuffed my face with food and my ex. So that that's I what I said. When that I being a benefit of being single, that's trash. Yeah. Next. When I but you know what? Let me say this though. Let's pause. Because what if you're just now maybe for you, you're you're a big guy and you, you know, your whole, you know personality is big and that's what you you know you you make a living off of being big and you know bigger than life and working out and all that right Mm -hmm. but what about a young lady who is dating someone if someone just started dating you two weeks ago and it's thanksgiving she wouldn't want to stuff her face in front of you she wouldn't want to do that we we don't want to look greedy you know not at the beginning I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm all about people living in their truth. Mm-hmm. And if you like to eat and we just start dating and I see that you like to eat, I'm cool with that. That might make me happy and I won't feel too bad when I'm ordering one whole side of every vegan option they got on the <laughs> menu. And you decide to get you a little extra, whatever it is that you're gonna get. Like, that that whole i'm gonna just get a salad or eat two bites of your food like i feel like that's disrespectful let's just say that's disrespectful if i take you out to eat and you order food and you take two three bites of that food and you like oh i'm full bye this is over i don't want no bird (laughs) it's over that's disrespectful you are wasting my money like or only for you to like eat it in the car on the way after the date like on the way home after the date because you starving like don't try to be all cute and 
um, you know, I am just, just give me salad with a side of air and um, <laughs> some water for dressing. So like, well, I'll just take water. This, yeah, if you don't get the hell up out of here with that. Like, well, do, do, no, but honestly, do you think that is an example of, <laughs> of a female giving off the wrong impression? If she tries to just eat like a bird on the first date, but she really, you know, could get down with the best of them and, you know, she's really greedy for real. Is I mean, that, is, is at that some point, here's the thing. Don't start out. Don't let us start out going out on dates and you barely eat. And then once you get comfortable with me, you all in my plate talking about, Ooh, <laughs> let me try that. <clears throat> nah, nah. Like, if you're going to be all in my plate, like maybe not on the first day, you all in my plate. But if you like to eat, eat. Right. Like eat. Like I just, I never really understood. Like I never knew the man who was with a woman attracted to her, took her on a date and was like, oh, that chick eat too much. I'm cool. <laughs> Where okay, so has that happened? Let me ask you this, because I don't think this is one of the, the nine benefits. So I'm going to throw this in there with the eating. What about drinking? What about drinking alcohol, beverages, cocktails, spirits? Could, is that, I mean, can, can you overdo it with that? I mean, well, obviously you can overdo it, but <clears throat> do you think that um, people upon first dating, should they, you know, kind of like turn that down a little bit and not drink as much? Again, I go back to what I said with the last one. You know, I want people that live in their truth. Yeah. So, you know, it's nothing for me. Um, if I have dinner, you know, I keep wine in my house. So I like mm -hmm. wine. I mean, I like alcohol, period. But it's, if I'm in the mood for drinking, you know, I can have wine. If I go usually typically like a lot of business dinners that I attend, I have wine. Um, you know, because typically people are going to be drinking or whatever the case is, that's their thing. If you in turn are a drinker, I'm not saying don't get wasted on the first date. You know, that might have me looking at you sideways, like know your limits, um, make sure you're safe. Because typically I would assume like first date, you're probably going to meet someone at the location. It's not going to be much of a picking up or type situation. So you're going to have to drive. So first and foremost is safety. So stay within your lane. But if you're a drinker, then go ahead and drink. If you want to have a cocktail of however many that you know that you can hold, that's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just having dialogue. You know, we're sitting mm -hmm. down to a meal and we're having dialogue. Now, if you get wasted, then I'm looking at you like, is this what you do all the time? Because you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've seen some people do some things being drunk. Like all of a sudden they crying and you know what I mean? Like when you start, you know, emotional drunks. Yeah. You know, like you well, just you, that that's just a bad, you know, that just turns out to be a bad look. You have the sad drunks, the mad drunks, or the funny drunks. <laughs> yeah. And then don't, you know, on the first date, don't get drunk yeah. and want to be all extra sexy and aggressive. well, okay. So let's like, not talk about the first date. Let's say this is this is a thing. This is a relationship. They've been together for a while. I won't say two years, but let's say months. They've been together for months and it's holiday time. It's a holiday party. And like we just said with the eating, you know, um, they're saying it's a benefit to be single because you can eat what you want. 
So if you're mm -hmm. at the holiday party, the office party with your new boo, like, what well, do you just, you know, it's a, it's, you know, open bar, like take advantage. Uh, holiday party, meaning work. No, nah, I don't do that. Yeah. Like not, even not with work. me, no, nah, cause you know, even with the holiday, even with like, I work in corporate America and I've been with a few fortune 200, fortune 100 companies. And <clears throat> there's always a thing with me, typically in my position or in my level, I want to be only African-Americans there. Um, and especially African-American males. Um, and so we are not represented highly in certain levels in certain ways, right? So where some of my counterparts have gotten shit-faced at these company events with no repercussions, no type of consequence, mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? I know I can't do that. Exactly, because you know you would have some consequences. Right, so one thing is I'm 6'3", 300 pounds. <laughs> so me drunk at the company function, like I might say <laughs> some things, yeah, you know, it might be some things. <laughs> You might, you might, might, all the honesty might come out. What you really think about me, what you really think about your coworkers. Yeah, mm. you know, um, there, I mean, it is that, you know, I actually like a lot of the people that I work with. I, I, I work for a great company. Um, so I really don't have too, like, many complaints when it comes to the people. Everyone's going to have someone that you really don't care for. But as far as all the companies that I work for, like, the company I'm with now is great. But I still know that I can't do with what my counterparts do. So when it comes to company function, nah, like mm -hmm. stick to the wine, sip slow. After this over, we gonna go get wasted, but I need you to be on point. You know what I mean? Right. At the function. Don't give anybody now, anything to talk about. Yeah, now if it's holiday, you know, if it's a holiday event or whatever the case is, right? So we're talking, you know, holiday function, whatever. Um, and it's like with friends, we did, we've been kicking it for a few months. I mean, it's kind of like a do you, but also like if it's around like friends, family, that type of deal, like do understand like this may be your first impression. They, this may be the first time that they've seen you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So do you want to be known? It depends on how you are when you drink. If you yeah. cool, can hold it together, keep, you know, keep a great conversation, have good energy with it then cool. But if you know you get sloppy, like, please don't embarrass me in front of my people. Right. No, I, I, I get it. I definitely think that this is something, It you know, it depends on the situation. It depends on the, the couple, you know, the, the people involved. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. But according to this list, this is one of the benefits of being single. You could get as drunk mm -hmm. as you want to get or eat as much as you want to eat. Just be a glutton. So, you know, I don't know. Let's go on to number two. Number two, the second reason or the second benefit to being single during the holidays, you don't need to stress about finding the perfect present for a significant other. Oh, facts. Really? I, I definitely, listen, I, yeah, I haven't had to buy gifts for a minute. So, um, yeah, except for, for my daughter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my daughter's easy. It don't matter what I buy her anyway. She just seems to end up playing with the box and the paper. So, right. That's what, that's what they love. 
don't really end up playing with the toy, um, even though it costs a lot of money. But that's a whole other thing. No, I mean, honestly, it, it, it depends. Like, I am more about the thought when it comes to gifts um, where I know people that's about how much was spent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've I've actually seen one of my guys buy his girl the most thoughtful gift, like something she needed, could utilize, something whatever, right? Like it was very thoughtful because it was just her. And I was there the day that she was talking about whatever sparked whatever he and Nirvana, right? Very thoughtful. But then turned around and was like, I know this only costs X amount of dollars. So is this it? Wow. <laughs> now, wow. But see, my thing is, why would you would you want to be with a person like that anyway? You you that wasn't the first time that person showed that side. Again, I actually witnessed it. So I don't know the background and everything else. I don't be in people relationships like that. But I just remember it being like, oh yeah, that would not work for me. Uh, that yeah. would not work for me um no I you know it's just you def especially when you really care about someone you definitely want them to be happy on special days and you know providing gifts and everything else but I really care about making that person happy I don't care about you doing it for the ground because I get so tired of that like you don't hear nothing about these people and their relationships or every now and then they sub tweeting each other talking about I'll be better all by my damn self and then all of a sudden on Christmas they really showed out he got me a bag <laughs> and then by New Year's you mad again it's like oh really like this is the best relationship in the world because he got you a bag congratulations yeah well I think the thing that gets me about this um number two is that I, I'm a gift giver. I love giving gifts. I love picking out gifts and I like giving thoughtful gifts, even if it's something mm -hmm. that is more of a, uh, you know, like a functional gift, something that you can actually use. It's to me, it's the thought. It's all about the thought. However, when you're dealing with a person that has most things, it is difficult to shop for someone. It's difficult to shop for someone when you feel like, well, they have everything. You know, or it's also difficult when it's new. It, when you're in a new relationship, it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm not sure yet how this person is going to respond to this. I, actually, that's what I'm going through right now and trying to shop for Christmas gifts. I'm like, I, I'm not sure how he's going to respond to this. But I can't oh, say. Oh, really? Do tell. It's, it's new, huh? We in a new situation has, has we, this we been made known? No, it has not been made known because mm. I, I don't feel the need to make it known. I mean, you know, you know, I'm not that person. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. She out here shopping. She's shopping. Somebody got a boo. Oh, woo. Somebody got you shopping. Hmm. Really? I'm sure, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm looking for a gift. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a gift. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a gift, like mm -hmm. I said, I'm a gift giver. So it is when you're still, you know, in the, and I don't want to call it a phase, but the phase of 
or the step, that step in the relationship where you're still getting to know the person, then sometimes it is a little difficult trying to figure out, hmm. And you kind of question, how will they respond to this? But I don't think it's stressful. They're saying it's stressful to the point where that's why it's a benefit to being single because, you know, you don't have to stress over it. I wouldn't say that it's stressful, but I would tell you and ladies, if you have, because I've been told that, like, pretty much anything I want, like, I, I'll i go get it. Like, I'm like, oh, I want this. I'll go get it. You know what I mean? Um and I know that can be difficult when you kind of do like me, I'm real simple. So I'm not real flashy. Again, you you would catch me in sweats and sneakers and a baseball cap all 90% of the time, unless like I have to be dressed for an event or, you know, I can dress for any occasion, but my comfort zone, sweats, t-shirt, baseball cap, sneakers, right? Keep it simple. Like, if you notice, he wears, let's just say for me, right? I wear a lot of paper planes. Some people really don't know what it is or they see it and they don't know what it is. The reason I wouldn't really expect someone I'm dating to buy it for me is because it's, it's expensive for some people, right? It's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know I like sweats, I'm not gonna be mad if you came with like some Nike jogging pants, t-shirt you know what i mean maybe some new sneakers there's certain sneakers that i like so you get me a new colorway or whatever the case is it may not even be that expensive but it's simple and i'm going to use it i'm going to wear it i feel like far too many times people try to buy stuff that they think that they would like not really knowing they're gonna like it and then that person feels obligated to wear it and then wear it around you just to be like Thank you for your gift. Yeah, really, and that's what I don't want to happen. Right, to, right. This shit about to sit in the closet. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and I don't want that to happen. Um, so keep it simple. If you notice he wears like a certain type of clothing. I'm not even going to buy clothes. I, I think do clo- that. clothing is so personal. I feel like I, I've never bought clothing for a man that I was dating. The only person I've ever bought clothing for was my husband when I my ex husband when I was married to him because I but know. But see, clothing so is what, easy. Know? Clothing can be easy because here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. First off, as a man, if I'm dating someone, I in turn would actually like for the person I'm dating at some point to style me or dress me. You know what really? I mean? Like if you if you looked at me and you like, I would love to see him in X Y Z. I'll, I'll try almost anything once. You know what I mean? And plus, it's coming from someone that I'm into. So if yeah. you see me in this look and I'm looking good to you, then I'm probably going to be in for a good night. Uh, exactly. You're you going to benefit from it. But that's good. Right. I think you're, you're, you're a special type of guy, though, Dupree, because every guy is not like that. I don't think many guys are like that, would wear an outfit or, you know, something that an ensemble that was put together by, you know, a loved one. Um, no, because some women just won't try it. You hmm. like guys, we for the most part, guys are real simple. Now, again, I don't really know too much about these new Negroes, but <laughs> <laughs> like, don't first off, when I say style me in a look or something, like, don't try to put me in nothing that's questionable. Yeah. Like, 
don't put me in nothing where it looked like you and I could wear the same thing. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. I like, no, I just, it's just the, my, who I am. Like I am a, in the term, like I'm a man's man. Yeah. So always know that about, like, I got calluses on my hands. You know what I mean? So yeah. just know, know like that part, but no, like, if you know some people is it they are afraid to try it but you just never know you just never know like that's something that you can do simple if you know he has like a certain hobby like i know i know my boy he's a golfer like b is a golfer you get him go anything golf related it don't matter how much of it he has he's cool he he's happy and that and see he's that's happy. what I was doing. That's I was thinking along those lines. But mm -hmm. like I said, he has everything. So it's like, what do you do? Um but Just I but I have some ideas. I, yeah, I'm doing I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go basic. And I think what also influences me is because I know what I wouldn't want. So when you're talking about buying clothes, I would I don't think I would want clothes unless I've said, Oh, that is beautiful, I want that. Because I am very, very choosy when it comes to clothing. See, that's not, but that's what you cannot do because you're thinking about what you wouldn't want. Right. But how do you know that he wouldn't want Well, you know so what here's I mean? the thing. What if I buy him <clears throat> an outfit? Let's say you said the Nike jogging suit. What if I bought mm -hmm. that for him? And so next time around, next Christmas or my birthday, he's like, she bought me a jogging suit. I'm going to buy her something too. I don't want, <laughs> I'm going to buy her a jogging suit too. I don't want that but I'm that's very when picky you, when it comes to my clothes that's when you have the dialogue you know to in turn make it known yes you know right. what i mean like if it's some and this is i feel like people don't talk enough if you have some things that you really don't like or that you really do like make it known to your significant other oh now you that know what I, mean? I agree with be I like agree. hey if you're you talking about what? just everything in general absolutely no, I mean, even with even with the gift thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for me, I don't really, if you ask me what I want, my mind goes blank. You can say, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? My mind will go blank because I'm like, um, I don't really know. You know, like, I don't, because I probably can't think of anything that I want. But if you pay attention to me, right. you see the way I dress, you see some of the hobbies that I'm into, you know, some of the things I like to do. You probably, if you're paying attention to me, you could probably pick out a whole slew of things like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just get him, you know, this or that or whatever. But if you ask me, that used to frustrate the shit out of my ex. Cause I'd be like, I don't know. I'd be like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. So that, I mean, but you can't think of it along the lines of what you wouldn't want, but have that discussion like, hey, you know, maybe sometime after Christmas, like if you did go, let's say you go, we just use an example, the jogging suit. Hey, just FYI, I don't like for somebody to buy clothes <laughs> from me because I'm very particular about my clothes. And then you could say, hey, but if you really want to buy clothes, I like to shop here, here, and here. Yeah. Gift cards are fine. Gift cards, exactly. You know what I mean? Gift, exactly. Gift cards, let me go pick, and then I'll show you what your money bought. Gift cards are always a winner with, with me, you know. Yeah, I, so, I definitely, yeah. Well, you know, again, like I said before, it definitely is a thing. 
when you're in a relationship, thinking about those gifts. But you know, I, they're saying this is a benefit to being single. So the next one. Now, number I mean, I two think the benefit kinda, of being single is you save money. If they would have said th that's number three. Bingo. That's number three. You save a ton of money by not buying said present for your non-existent significant other. Yeah, that is that is a thing. I, I mean, think, that's you a, know. It's, it's a thing. It's a fact, you know, unless you got a daughter that you just go crazy for. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, yeah, that's that I can see. Like, that's a fact. Like, yeah, you know, you will save money um, depending on how much you budget to buy for said significant other you know what i mean yeah. so yeah i could i could see that being a, a, a safe thing saving money thing but i don't think it's stressful like buying the gift though but yeah uh, i don't either but that is their right, number we, three we, number three is, is saving money so let's skip to number okay. four number four is the only thing still in your bed covers in this freezing weather is your adorable pet so in other words you do not have to share your blankets in bed and you can have your bed all to yourself now dupree i'm not even gonna let you speak on this yet because i'm about to jump in on this one when i tell you i enjoy sleeping by myself so much that is scary because i like that's one of my favorite like i just want to just have the whole entire bed to myself I want all the blankets, all the sheets, all the pillows. I want it all. It's scary because it's just like, not that I hate sleeping with another person, but I'm good. I'm good. I I, I can sleep alone. So to me, that is a benefit. You know, I, I that that's a benefit of being single. You don't have to share your bed. And I know some people are the exact opposite. Some people are like, I hate sleeping alone and, and you know, that's the worst part. I don't have anyone to snuggle up with at night and all of that. Yeah, so I'm going to call bullshit on that answer. Are you um, serious? You think so? Yeah, because you probably the one that be all snuggled up. Your man be on the edge of the bed about to fall <laughs> off and you keep moving closer about to knock his ass off the bed. Talk about I like sleeping by myself. Y'all probably got a whole king size bed and you sleeping in it like y'all on a twin. Like you, I mean, it sounds good. I want all the pillows, all the covers, all the sheets. But when he in this bed, we in a twin. This is no longer a king. Like, uh, yeah, you probably just like that. So I'm going to let you have bad. it. I'm just saying, I'm going to let you have that answer. I'm just saying I cannot in my tree go on without calling bullshit on that answer. But okay, have all the pillows, all the covers, everything you want. Enjoy sleeping by yourself. But I guarantee that when a man is in that bed, you take it from whatever size it is to a twin. Matter of fact, <laughs> it might turn into a cot because you're so close. I mean, it does happen. But what I'm saying is, I, I get that whole the the point of you don't have to share that space in your bed and um i'm going to say this when i you know when i first became single again um when i when i got divorced that was one of the greatest benefits to me was being able to just just relax in my bed by myself i don't know maybe i'm weird i guess i'm weird 
I'm wearing debris. Is that it? No, no, I can't say that. You know, I can't say that you are. I think how do you I, feel I, about that? No, no, no. I'm about to flip the script. How do you feel about that? Um, what as far as like when I got a divorce or just, just sleeping yeah, in all bed of it. How sleeping sleeping in the bed um, by yourself as a, versus sleeping with someone else. For me, it kind of was like falling into old habits because you know I haven't had many relationships. So my marriage was like the longest relationship that I had. That was the first time I ever lived with a woman. It was, you know, the longest relationship, committed relationship I had with someone. So, you know, I got used to sleeping in the bed with someone. Like you, it took a minute for me to get used to it. Like it took a minute for me to get used to like living with someone and, and you know, putting something on the table and then it's moved and it's like, wait, who moved my stuff like it took a minute to get used to it but I mean when you do kind of do get used to it and having someone there then when it's gone like it kind of shook me a little bit yeah you know what I mean because like no longer was that person there like even um just like little weird stuff like touching them just to make sure they're there Mm. you know what I mean like just wake up and be like okay she's still right here or um, there was times like, you know, probably when things were different, like I would just, cause I have a hard, sometimes I have a hard time sleeping. Like I would just sit there and stare at her sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until I could fall back asleep. So like when that in turn is taken away, like it, it, it was an adjustment period, but then it was kind of me falling back into old habits because I had been single for so long. So I don't. I I mean, like I said, I'm a big guy, so I always had a king size bed. So it's like, you know, you can start out cuddling with somebody and then I've kind of go to my side. Like I'm actually not all over the bed. I kind of sleep on one side. Yeah. And I just stay, I stay right there on that side. So yeah, so it doesn't, I don't really think it bothers me either way. Because even in marriage, like she would be on her side, I'd be on my side. And it was like I was not that I was in the bed by myself, but it wasn't like, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. No one was invading your space. But no, and, and that's and that's a beautiful thing. When both people can go to their respective sides. Oh, yeah, that's a wonderful thing. But you're yeah, right. You every now like and a, then. You treat it like a twin. You no, like that's all I'm saying. Every now and then it's you do costume. treat it like a, tw- a twin size bed. That You know, <laughs> when you need to, when it's time to treat it like a twin size bed, it's a twin size bed. But as long mm-hmm. as everybody knows how to go back to their respective, you know sides of the bed then you know it's all good it's all good so i I get that now if you're dealing with if you've been dealing with somebody who's still in covers and all that other kind of stuff yeah i could see how that could be a benefit but what about snoring what What about snoring i know you Mm. all men snore no actually i don't the only time you would catch me snore is if i'm not feeling good if i'm sick or if i happen to be highly intoxicated but i do not snore but how do you know I that? Somebody you. told you you don't snore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my, I, my, me and my ex, I'm like, do I snore? And she's like, no. The only wow. time I snore, she's like, she's like, I knew you were drunk because you were snoring. Oh, wow. Wow. So yeah. I'm, I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard that. All men I know snore. Like even my dad and my brother, like my dad, when we were little kids, my dad used to snore so loud. He would be upstairs in the bed 
we would be in our living room trying to watch TV and he was snoring so loud. That's just, I don't know. So now that's the one. That is a benefit to being single. You don't, you don't have to deal with that. And if you're the only one snoring, you don't know it. But then again, there's a trade-off. So let's go on to number five. Listen to this one, Dupree. You don't have to pretend to like your significant other's weird friend group during holiday parties. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I'm not really one for pretending anyway. So <laughs> it's 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 difficult for me to be fake, but I could be respectful. Okay. Got it. So I like if, that. I like that. You know, I could be respectful, but you know, I'll you know, I can mix, mingle, whatever. If I feel like it was some kind of weird energy or I really wasn't feeling some body or people or whatever the case is, I'll tend to like gravitate who the to the ones that I think like I could sit and talk to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like find the ones you actually can sit and talk to. Um um, you know, find the ones that you can't, you know, sit and talk to or whatever the case is, and then kind of leave it at that. Um, because that's that's kind of just, you know, where I think that you should do. You should be respectful, but you also got to be true to yourself. Yeah. And if you true. act in, you know, you out here acting fake and phony, like some people who might be in tune as well can probably see that. And then they're just going to think that you fake and phony. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be like, oh, she, you know, she kicking it with this fake dude, whatever the case is. And it's like, no, I really don't like y'all, but I'm trying to put on my best face for her. You know what I mean? But like, if you just be respectful, gravitate to people that, you know, you can deal with or like or whatever, mm -hmm. then, you know, kind of keep it like that. And you ain't got to be best friends with these people. Just, you know, keep it respectful. Right. Because, and here's the thing, I, I feel like, first of all, I don't think I've ever really been in that position where my significant other had friends that I didn't like, you know, like a group of friends that I didn't like. But the bottom line is that's part of being in a relationship. You, if there's some give and take, you compromise, you, there are sometimes when you may not feel like doing a lot of things, but you do that for that significant other. If you care mm -hmm. about them, you know that this is something that would make them happy and this is something that they would like. I think it goes both ways. I think men do that sometimes and women have to do it as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I, but I could see, you know, I don't see, I think they were kind of stretching here when they put that on the list as a benefit to being single. Um, right. Some of these things are probably... Some of these items are probably things that you overhear people who are in relationships saying, and then that single person says, oh, I'm glad I don't have to put up with that. So that that's how some of these made the list, probably. Yeah. Number six. Ooh, interesting. You can kiss anyone on New Year's. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'm not just walking around kissing anyone. So, I mean, if you, if you like it, I love it. I don't see the benefit. For that. You know, you, you know who wrote this. So <laughs> the people that go around yeah. kissing anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, next, next. Yeah. That. I'm, well, I'm let not me, walking let me, around just because. Let me stretch this one out a little bit, though. I'm going to say you can spend New Year's with anyone. 
Okay. You know, a lot of people really take New Year's Eve, you know, that as a special time and a very, you know, um, it's definitely something that is a major turning point for a lot of people, like the new year, bringing in the new year. Some people hold that very special. So I guess you got some some choices. Because right. let's, let's, let's bring this part up. What if you are in a relationship or a marriage and you want to do something different than your mate for New Year's Eve? Is mm. that allowed? How is that? Is that taboo? What? Yeah, see, like New Year's for me, New Year's is like special. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you, you know, like your birthday is like a, is a new year. You know what I mean? Right, like your right. birthday is a new year. Um, but at the same time, like, I think actual New Year's because, you know, I typically would go to church or something like that. And then, you know, may go out after church is over or whatever, because I'm very spiritual. So it's, you know, me giving thanks to God that I made it another year. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, growing up being told that like, I, I wouldn't make it to 21. Mm. so you know here I am at 43 so I just feel like every year after my 21st birthday is like a blessing right um and so if I'm with someone now it depends on where we are kind of in the dating cycle um you know if it's established or whatever and I really care about that person then I would want to do anything I can to be with that person um during that time like bringing in a new year with that person but if it's kind of the situation where you know, kind of maybe family dynamics or is not as established or something like that, then yeah, you know, we may go do different things, you know, if it's kind of like a new, if it's a new type of situation, but if we're established and we've been together for a minute and it's like committed relationship, um, I think my expectation would be to be with, but I mean, I understand some things could happen where that couldn't happen. Right, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. And you mentioned something. You said um, the birthday being a new year. So I'm not sure if you really do that, but my sister and I both do that. We consider our birthdays the new year. And we treat it the way everybody, the rest of the world treats New Year's Eve. That's how we treat our birthdays. Like it's very, very special. It's a new start. It is a new beginning. All those resolutions, quote unquote resolutions that people come up with, we kind of do that for our birthdays. We're both Leos, so you know we're great already. Um, just want to throw that out there. But what what we do is it's like a fresh start. And so my birthday is like that. For my birthday is very, 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 very special to me. And that's that time where I feel like I want to be able to do what I want to do. Not necessarily mm -hmm. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, yeah, okay. You know, let's do whatever the couple thing is. But for my birthday, I want to do whatever it is I want to do because it is my day. Okay, so let's let's jump down to number seven. Number seven on the list. There are no awkward introductions to extended family members. What do you think about that one, Dupree? If we are at a point of meeting family members and that for me, that means we like we together together, we established, you know what I mean? 
um, give me the heads up. Like, I'll give you the heads up. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, look, you about to meet uncle such and such. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give that, please, please, for all those who are listening, please provide a scouting report to your significant other. If you know, hey, you about to meet um, cousin Pete, don't leave nothing, don't put your purse down by him. Like, he a klepto. Like, <laughs> give those, you know what I mean? Hey, you about, hey, you about to meet, you know, aunt such and such. She might hit on you and try to fuck you in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> give, give a proper right, yeah. scouting give report. Give a disclaimer. Like, let, let nothing be a surprise because the last thing you want is for something to take place and the person that you brought to meet family is looking at everybody sideways like what is going on if you give me the heads up i know how to play it off you want like if you hit me like hey that's cousin pete oh, okay cool like yeah. now i ain't looking surprised sitting. you know what i mean i'm keeping my hands in my pocket so he can't take my wallet like you know it's just give me give me the heads up like don't let me walk into a dark situation because yeah. then i'm looking at you crazy after it's over I, I agree with that, but I will have to say this one for me, number seven, in my case, is tough because I have such a huge family. So for me, when it comes to meeting my family, you, you're either going to meet, you're going to meet my immediate family, which is my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister. And then, of mm -hmm. course, you know, their kids and my, my sister-in-law, you know. But if you talk about meeting the family family, this this is extended family. There's no way I could warn somebody about them because, number one. <laughs> you don't, don't know who's don't, showing up. But, um, but, yeah, like you say, I don't know who's showing up. I don't know who's going to be there, you know. So I mean, you could still give, like, a, a scouting report. Like, once you get the lay of the land, you'd be like, hey, that's Aunt Bernice watch out for whatever you know what i mean like yeah once yeah you see who but I, I feel there, like i feel like it'd be more interesting not to give that i just want to see what happens <laughs> see that's what i'm saying like people see you one of them people that want to throw somebody into the fire well because remember what you me, said a few a few numbers sink or back swim, now. Nigga. <laughs> sink or swim nigga <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Let me see what's gonna happen. Let me see if I put him in a room full of killers. <laughs> Can you hold your own? I mean, then, basically. Yeah, but see now, like it depends on how much you value your relationship because you put him in a room full of killers. Next thing you know, you hear him screaming, "Get your hand on my pocket, nigga!" <laughs> and then so I start breaking out, like. <laughs> You could have warned him. You he could have, you know, he could have played it cool. But now you got a whole situation, guns <laughs> and knives getting drawn. You know, you trying to break up a fight, and now it's between family and the boyfriend. And you caused it because oh, you want to see sink or swim. But I look at it like this. You said this a few numbers back. You don't want to be fake and phony. And even though my, my family is uh, very interesting, that is my family and I love them dearly. And I'm they they gonna they're gonna be there regardless. And you know, I'm never gonna disconnect with my family. 
So that's a part, you know, it's a part of me. It's not me. It doesn't define me, but it's a part of me. So I look at it like, you know, that's why I say part of me is like, I want to see what happens. You know, let just, you know, let's see what I happens. Mean, just meet them because this is a part of me too. See, like that's that bullshit. Now, what I would say is being the stature that I am, I'm used to like families like trying to size me up. Yeah, and, I can see that. You know what I mean? Like whoever the tough guy the family is trying to see yeah, if I'm tougher than yeah, he yeah. is or <clears throat> we just want to know if you can take care of her. Like, mm, Well, see, I, not, that's the thing with my family. I know that that's coming. My significant other has not met my family yet. Um, and so I know that my family is very protective of me. And so I know that's the thing. That's the thing. People want to meet. Sometimes people want to meet your significant other, not to be nosy. I mean, sometimes it is to be nosy. But sometimes it's like, hey, we need to see what he's all about. We need to see. We He needs to know. But I have cousins that say, he needs to know you got cousins. I'm like, he, he knows. I told him. I told him. <laughs> he knows I have cousins. Mm -hmm. I, I get it because I have... I have a lot of women in my family. Mm -hmm. There are two in particular that I probably almost caught a few cases over. Um, I have twin cousins that are beautiful, Crystal and Christina. They are gorgeous. There have been many a times years back where we would be out. <clears throat> they didn't let some do bottom drinks been giving him fake conversations whatever the case is right you know when dudes is buying drinks or whatever the case is all of a sudden ending the night i hear hey baby you ready to go what excuse me <laughs> and i look and it's one of the twins who then told the dude oh my dude showed up and now i'm the dude <laughs> and i'm like the fuck like I'm over here trying to get something going and right, now all right, of a sudden right. I got to be your boyfriend and they would be mad at me when I would keep it real with them like, ah, nah, I'm actually her cousin. She ain't really into you like that, my God. <laughs> let's just, you know, let's just keep it pushing. So there's one time in particular, I don't know if you, do you remember, what was that place called? The Spa Bar. Yes, in the flats? Spot no, it wasn't in the flats. It was Where downtown. Was it? I think it was on. Was it West Night? Was it West Night or West Six? Okay, 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 okay. But yeah, I, I think definitely it was on, remember I, that. I think I think it might have been West Night, but okay. it was like the spa bar, right? Yeah. We in the spa bar. Some dude was buying one of my cousins' drinks. End of the night come, they pulled a little thing or whatever, and he kind of had like this attitude, right? And I could un like part of me is like. You, you get it. As a guy, play. you get it. Yeah. But the other part of me is like, I mean, that's the game, my guy. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> ain't nobody tell you to be here buying all these drinks. And my cousin's ordering, like, expensive shit, probably. So, you know, I, I told the guy, like, I didn't really get into the whole I'm the cousin and all that. I was just kind of like, hey, man, let's just leave it alone. Everybody go away. Have a good night, right? And he want to get loud. Mm, with you? Yeah. He must have been drunk. Of course. He want to get loud. And so the bad part for him is like, my boys is there. 
I know the security. Like, I know people. So as he's getting loud, people are looking at me like, yo, you good? And I'm like, I'm cool. He don't understand. Like, I'm waving people off, but they ready to drag him. Mm. And so finally, I had to tell him, I was like, hey, man, listen. I was like, I'm really saving your life right now. But if you want to continue down this path, it's going to be a very bad night for you. And I was like, look, I was like, look around. He started looking around. I was like, you see all these niggas looking at you? They looking at you because of the way you talking to me. Now, you can walk out of here or you can get drugged. Either way, I don't care because I'm going home sleeping in my bed. Right. You know what I mean? Then he kind of came to his senses and realized, but yeah, man, that my cousins, man, they, I love them. I do. And I'm overprotective of them. Very. You know what I mean? But like, I'm not to the point where I've like tried to punk a dude. I might have a real conversation with him, but as a guy, like I, it's it's about respect when it comes yes. to men. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, I'm gonna respect you, but also I need you to know, like, that's my cousin. I love him. Right. You know what I mean? Now I say that because my daughter is five. I may not be that rational when she's dating. I you're, may not, be a little... you're not going to be. <laughs> well, you know, because her uncle is 6'5", 300 pounds, and he carries guns, and I got guns, and yeah. we both crazy, and nah, it's my daughter, it's my baby. Yeah, no, and, and rightfully so. Rightfully so, I get it. I remember, I mean, my dad was the same way over me. Like, wow, I mean, people... People didn't like coming to our house to ask for us to, you know, when we were little kids, like, can can they come outside? Mm -hmm. My father be standing at the door like, what you want? <laughs> like, he, you know, so, but no, when it comes to the dating thing, you're absolutely right. You have to be protective. You can't be overprotective, but you do have to be protective. And you also have to have that presence there because there are so many broken families in so many situations where people don't have support, don't have a male figure or a father figure in their lives, when they do have one, they need to, it needs to be known. It needs to be mm -hmm. known. Um, because yeah. people, people need to know you have people. And I'm gonna say this, I'm about to take this a little bit further. Even the flip side of that, women need to know that you have people, not necessarily for fighting or protecting you, but just that you belong to people. It's people that care about you, and yeah, you know. So my you, cousins, we, my cousins do give looks. Yeah, like they, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna be held accountable <laughs> at some point. I remember, I remember one time my cousin told a girl like, mm -mm, "He too good for you." I was like, I just sat there like, "Oh, that." <laughs> like, what can you say to that? Like, uh, damn, yeah, I, you know what? This ain't gonna work. Yeah, like this ain't gonna work. You know what I mean? So. I mean, yeah, I get it. Um, as far as, you know, meeting family members and stuff like that, like I understand the protective thing, but kind of off subject, I know I'm crazy. My, you know, the, the mother of my child has to scale me back sometimes. Um, but what I really do hope is that by, by the time we get there where she's like dating, that she's been educated enough about relationships with men and women 
to where she could kind of navigate through herself. And it's just me having that trust in her. Because I, I, I mean, I do understand like men and women get together. They're, they're, they're a relationship. There's going to be hurt. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. going to be breakups. There's going to be great times. It's going to be a lot. It's a, a lot of things you experience when you open yourself up to relationship, no matter if it's girlfriend, boyfriend, situationships, marriage, whatever caliber of relationship you have, there's going to be the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows. And I can't feel like I'm going to go kill somebody every time my daughter is crying. Now, there are certain things that I will not tolerate. You will not put your hands on my daughter. You will you will not you will not verbally abuse my daughter. Um, But other stuff is like, hey, that's just things that happens in relationships. And I pray that if God allows me to be here long enough to witness that part of her life, that I'm able to help her navigate through that. I'm sure you, you know will. I mean? I'm sure you will be. And you know, and I'm just going to say this. You said you would hope that you have taught her, you you and her mom have taught her so mm-hmm. much about relationships that she will make good decisions. She will. But that presence still needs to be there. I know it's going to be there anyway. But trust me, even though a woman can make good decisions and sound decisions, that presence still needs to be there. Mm-hmm. Any man dating her needs to know she has an entire community of people supporting her that's checking for her that's you know what i'm saying that's invested in mm-hmm. her and so that's important i think that's super important and i know you know we started out talking about you know this little funny article about meeting the family uh for the holidays but that that's huge that's a big thing uh, and I don't think it should be taken like I know I don't take it lightly. I de- and I don't think anyone in my family takes it lightly. Like if we bring someone around, like you said, like mm, that means you know we're planning on you having you around because we brought you. Yeah. Around. Now, now we all got them family members. They got a new boo every freaking holiday. But that's that's the thing. Like I can count on one hand how many women have met my mom. Yeah. Right. That's that's just a serious thing to me, Mike. My mother is my mother is like the last boss on a video game. You know what I mean? Like you get to my mom, then you special. Right. And that er, is every, exactly. Everybody ain't meeting my mom. There's been times like me and my mother have been out and I end up running into somebody that I was messing with. And I would tell my mother, like, mm-hmm, walk away. I'm like, walk away. <laughs> Yeah. Just, I mean, no, because, I, I'm, I'm know, with you on that one. I, when it comes to your parents and your kids too, because see, I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, I know that for you, you're newly single and dating. So I don't know how that has been with your daughter, but I know for me, my kids are older. So for me, I wasn't letting anyone meet my kids. No one was, no one, you know, you're not just going to meet my kids just because you're interested or even because I'm interested in you. Something has to be established there. But my kids are older now, so if you know somebody will meet my kids before they meet my parents, because my kids. Well, yeah, are, because they they are yeah, they're older, they're in college or out of exactly, college. You know what yes. I mean? So they mm-hmm. they know how to like they can navigate through that exactly, situation. exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah, that I can see that. <clears throat> my daughter's five. Right. No, I get it. You there? First off, it's a whole process that has to happen if you meet my daughter. You're going to have to meet my ex. 
that's like that's an that's an agreement that me and my ex have is that if there is someone that is going to be in our life that is going to be around our child an introduction has to be done that is so deep that is deep that's very wow but that's it's, it's a respect thing yeah. you know what i mean because again our daughter is five so if our daughter comes and be like, oh, yeah, I was with such and such, you know, me, me, him and mommy was blah, blah, blah. And I'm wow. like, who? You know what I mean? Like, I that should not be something that's not going to be something like I should hear from our daughter. Like I should hear from you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that was something that, you know, we had both agreed to. And so. That's why for me, it's like when it comes to like meeting my daughter, like if you're going to be around her, you know, you around me, you around her, we doing stuff together, like that type of thing. Yeah, that's a that's a whole process. Yeah. And so not only like, is it like, am I ready for that? But whoever I'm dating, like, hey, you are you ready for you ready for that? Because. You know what I mean? It could be, I, it could be a flood of emotions with that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. At you that know, young age. it could be, it could be a flood of emotions and I, and it's not even so much that I'm worried about my daughter. Cause she a people person. My daughter loves people. Like she walks up to random strangers and just has conversations. Like she's, she's outgoing like that. So she would be cool. You know what I mean? And you know, my ex could be cool depending on when, the, when it ever takes place. But it still could be a whole thing, too. So, yeah, like, that's something that that really would take a lot of thought and prayer. So let me ask you this. Could First of all, I want to ask you a question. Are you seriously dating someone right now? No. Okay. If you were seriously dating someone right now and it's, you know, holiday time, could you see yourself spending the holiday with them, even though they haven't met your daughter yet? Or would that even if be I, possible? If I was seriously dating someone. Um, because to me, the way you just described that, that, that person really has to be around for a while before they meet her. Because if they have to meet her and uh, her mom, that, that's a lot. You're not just gonna yeah. introduce every, you know, two dates and okay, come on, you coming over. Just like, just like you ain't meeting my mama, so put that in mm -hmm. that category too. Like, yeah. I'm very, very. So, could protective. you see yourself spending the holidays with someone if they are not at the point where they're meeting your daughter? If I, if I don't have my daughter, then yes. yeah, yes. like, like yeah, if I don't have my daughter, then yeah, I could spend the holiday. Okay. Um, I'm cool with like me, I can do it, me alone. But like just for instance, like I had my daughter for Thanksgiving. Like this was my year for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So I had my daughter for Thanksgiving. We were at my mom's house around family. You know what I mean? So it was like if if I did have a significant other now, um, if I did have a significant other now, then yeah, it would not be, hey, I got my daughter, I have to catch you after the holiday or whatever what you know I, what yeah, i mean that's what it this is like. when this is when she leaves mm -hmm. or whatever the case is like that's it would be that type of situation until i think for me um 
if I were to be in that position, I would at I think I would at least want to be at a point where I am strongly considering possible remarriage or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like it's serious. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Like where I know where I know like you're gonna be around for a while. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I totally you know what I mean? Like you're you're gonna be you're gonna be around for a while, like things are moving at a pace where our lives are really starting to intertwine. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you really in a relationship, your your lives kind of become connected. You know what yes, I mean? Like yes. so, my, my friends meet your friends, that type of thing. You know what yeah, I mean? And so it's, intertwined. it's like when you get to that, yeah, you start in, intertwining and, and it may be a little difficult to say, like when it gets to the point, it's difficult to separate. Then I feel like if I'm at that point, then it's like, okay, we need to start having some some discussions about how this is going to look when you yeah, meet my child. Where it's, where it's so, going. So yeah. you just made me think of something. And this is really a caveat because this is not about my current relationship, but this is about um, a different situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was involved with someone at, at one point who kept trying to convince me that he was serious about me and that he wanted this future with me. This was all, you know, lip service, talk, you know. Uh, and he was so serious about me and, you know, he wanted me in his life forever and, you know, all of this. But I had not met his children either. And so I can, not that I was star, I'm not starving to meet anybody's children, you know. But I noticed that I noticed you know you it's like you're saying one thing, but then when it comes time to start that that like you just said, everything is intertwined when you're really in a relationship. When you really want it to grow and you want it to go somewhere, you do start blending in, you know, whether it's friends, family, activities. And I it wasn't noticing that. And the point I kept trying to make with him was like you know, you say that you want this and that, but your actions are different. Mm. Actions what, do speak louder than words. So, what? Give me some insight on that because, and and I'm not, mm. and I know, and I'm asking this, even though this is an old situation, a lot of women are going through that. It's like you're being told one thing, but then, you know, you don't. I don't see you blend me in with your life. Um, I mean, you can look like I don't not knowing the situation and just going off of what you're saying, you can look at it a few different ways. Either. I mean, the most obvious thing is like it was lip service. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let me continue to tell you how much you mean to me. and I want you in my life and I want you here and this, that or whatever, but I'm not allowing you in my life. Right. That you know, it's just, let me tell you whatever I need to keep you around, but right. I really, I really ain't that serious about you. Yeah. It's almost like when people get to the whole point of telling you how they feel so much, I almost feel like they're trying to convince themselves. Yes. You know, I because- I totally agree. I totally agree with you. I would say I am not the most verbal, but my actions speak for me 
So I may, you know, I may not tell you how much I care about you, how much I love you. Um, but, you know, you may, you're not going to go hungry. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you said that you need something is likely like I'm going to show up with what you said you needed without being asked. Right. Like my actions are going to show how I care. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if I know you hungry, you know, I'll Uber eat you something. I might not be able to get to you, but, right. you know, food showing up at the door. Like, hey, it's food just, showing just, up at the door is a beautiful thing. Trust me. I just feel like, you know, actions. It's all about the people, actions. It, it's, it's, it could be a combination of things because also, and then this is from my perspective, because I know, like, I don't know how, like, not a lot of men are very vocal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not a lot of men are very vocal. So I do understand that uh, women want to hear it. You know, it's like, yeah, you might know it, but you want to hear it. You might need that reassurance just to hear like, hey, you, you it for me, right? <clears throat> but yeah, my actions are probably going to speak a lot louder than anything that I can say. Yeah. And sometimes I'm not even sure. Well, you're right. We want we want to hear it, but I don't think we have to hear as much as you all think we need to hear. Sometimes we just need to hear I feel this way. Bam. I really don't want to talk about it, but this is how I feel. And that's it. But when when we're not told anything, then we're left to make up a story. And that's just mm. what we do. That's just how our minds work, you know? So, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But, but I will tell you one thing. What trumps any lip service any day is the actions. The actions, mm. that's going to trump lip service any day. You could tell me yada, yada, yada. But if, if I don't see it, at least for me, at least, if I don't see it, then I, I don't believe it. Seeing is believing. All right. Okay. You know, we going, we going off into another. But I knew this article would make us do that, and that's okay. Okay, now we're mm-hmm. at number eight. You get to do all of the cute, wintry couple things with your friends instead. So I don't know what they mean. Let me see what they mean by cute, wintry couple things. I don't know, I guess maybe going skiing. Do people go skiing? Do our black couples out there skiing? That would be fun, huh? I do know people who do like those, you know how they got those like black ski trips and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Like I do know people who do that. And, and you know, typically those things are like, um, just like black cruises or music festivals or whatever the case is. It's it's a, you know, it's kind of a thing like, yeah, you could go as a couple, but it's probably more funner to go with your, your girls or your guys or whatever. I must so, admit that, yeah. yeah there are you some know, things so, that's more fun when you go just with your friends. I, I I agree. It depends on what they mean by wintry fun. Um, if it's you know baking cookies and you know holiday parties and um, ugly sweater parties and stuff yeah. like that, you know, like yeah, you could do that with your people. But if you really got somebody that you you and you really into 
it'll be probably more fun with them or y'all could do it together with your people. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? Like, why can't we all get together and just have fun and go kick it and do that type of stuff? So I don't, I don't, I, I guess I'm not really an expert in the wintry fun because <laughs> I don't think I, I am don't. Okay. We're at number nine. Number nine says you can be 100% selfish in a good way. So it's just talking about all the things that you can do to be selfish. You can spend all day not wearing pants. I mean, you could do that in a relationship too. But you can uh, swipe through Tinder pics. You can not have to answer to anyone. Wait, isn't swiping through Tinder pics looking for somebody? Yeah, it does sound like that to me. But it, it, <laughs> it might be looking for somebody for a very specific reason. I don't know. But basically, they're saying that that's one of the other benefits. You can be 100% selfish in a good way. Or if you are 100% honest in your relationship, if you are 100% living in your truth, if you're secure within yourself, if you're whole within yourself, you can operate in any fashion you want to in your relationship. That because part, you're being yeah. true to self hey yes. i don't feel like having company today mm, yes i'll you know i'll see you whatever day you know what i mean like if you don't feel like spending the holiday with your significant other you can have that conversation mm -hmm. um it's you know what i've just kind of what i've learned especially a lot here lately is just there are some people who are just afraid to be themselves. And then there are some people who have in turn been faking it for so long that they don't really know what their truth is. They don't know how to maneuver within themselves and, you know, do things on their own. And then also, as I step on my soapbox, people tend to, it's like everything has to be one side or the other. You know what I mean? So people who are single, they want to talk about the benefits of being single during this time and, you know, talk about, oh, well, at least I ain't got to do this and I ain't got to do that and whatever the case is. Like, it's so great. But then also people in relationships, oh, you know, if I was single, I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that and I get to do X, Y, Z because I got my significant other. Like, why does it have to be one side or the other? It's just, if you are single, living your singleness, handle the holiday whatever way you choose that you want to handle it, and be content with that. If you're in a relationship, be in your relationship and handle your relationship during the holiday however you choose to do it. So, I mean, just be secure and be happy and being you. Like, if you want to be, in terms, selfish, you can be selfish in a relationship. Just don't let that be you know the norm like everybody had their moments everybody come to moments where they really don't feel like being bothered everybody got moments where they just don't yeah want to be and, and you're people. right that's that honesty that is so true and i have to say i've learned so much over the years that i one thing that i've said for the past eight years is the next relationship that i'm in i am going to just put it all out there on the table, whatever, whatever it is. Listen, this is me. This is how I am. 
Um, if you don't like it, I completely understand. Have a great life. You know, like, but this is me. And I want to know who you are. Put it all out there on the table. Who are you? What do you want? What do you not like? All of those things. So that's, so like you said, you don't, it's not necessarily being selfish. It's being real and being true to who you are. And if you are completely honest in your relationship, you should be able to get that in return. If you can't get that in return, then that's not the relationship you belong in in the first place. Cause you can't be you. Yeah, because a relationship, it doesn't mean y'all gonna be up under each other all day, every day. And right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel feel like if you with the right one and you're, you know, very transparent and open about where you are in life, where you stand, things of that nature, and you continue to be open and transparent, like that person is either gonna respect who you are and how you are. Or they'll realize like you might not be for them, and at least you you are not um, you are not taking away their ability to make a choice. Yes, that is, and great. that's just something that's something that I will do. I'm not going to take away anyone's ability to make a choice of whether or not they want to rock with me or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'll yeah. you know open, transparent. You have the ability to make a choice. We can talk about anything. You can ask me anything, but be sure whatever questions you're asking, you're prepared for those answers. Exactly. Exactly. Don't ask me nothing you really don't want to know because I'll really tell you. Mm-hmm. And and here's my thing. Maybe I'm saying this because I'm the woman and I and I may do this more. And I'm going to ask you anything I want to know. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to ask those questions. I'm not leaving those questions unanswered. You know, so that's just part of, like you said, that we just we keep saying the same thing. We keep coming back to being honest and communicating. So that's what it's all about. So those were the nine so-called benefits of being single. But you know, what I do want to say, just to close out this part of the conversation, I think that everyone should should find happiness and joy in whatever situation that they are in. Whatever situation you are in, just be happy. Find your peace, whether that's if you're in a relationship or you're not. And because, I, you know, some people really do get down around this time of the year. They really do. And I, and I get it. I understand. So, you know, it, it's yeah, just all, I mean, it's all being, what you make it. Being transparent. I mean, you go from, you know, having a whole family around that time and waking up, seeing everyone open up gifts and kind of, you know, spending that quote unquote family time to being by yourself, like that shit can get tough. Yeah. You know, it can get tough, like waking up on Christmas in your house and it's just you. Mm. I don't even put up a tree. Fuck a tree. I don't care. Nothing about no Christmas decorations, nothing. Now, in the years where I'll have my daughter, Oh yeah, you know, she'll get a tree and some stockings or something. Like I'll decorate with that. When it's just me, yeah. I'm not doing shit. For what? I don't care. Long is football on? Cool. Right. <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably gonna have football, some alcohol, and some food I probably shouldn't be eating. <laughs> but that's <laughs> what I mean by find that find your own joy. That's exactly what I mean. Okay, Dupree, we we got through this list. We got through this list. We're about to get to the last segment. (laughs) 
this mm-hmm. month, and and actually by the time this show airs, episode forty nine, by the time it airs, it will be December fourth. But um, today is November 29th when we're recording this show. I'm going to give my flowers to my mommy because her birthday was yesterday. My mother's birthday was November 28th. And I just want to give her her flowers because she is such a selfless person. And she, all her life, she has dedicated her time and energy to other people. And you know, we're in a time now where we keep reminding ourselves, make sure you self-care and take time for you and you know, all all that stuff. Self-love, I, my mother, they didn't have that during during her time. When she was my age, that self-care didn't exist. That, that term didn't exist and it, and it shows because she took care of everyone else. And she still does in her own way, you know, but I just want to give my mom her flowers this month because um, she is a beautiful Sagittarius and she enjoyed her birthday yesterday where we ate Thanksgiving food. Often we eat Thanksgiving Wait, food. Wait, y'all were still eating leftovers? Listen, it's not still. How about they came to my house for Thanksgiving, but then yesterday mm-hmm. they, her and my dad still wanted Thanksgiving food, so they cooked some more. Are you serious right now? What? That's what they did. They cooked more Thanksgiving food. So, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So, Dupree, do you know who you're giving your flowers to this month? Yeah, you know what? Um, I've experienced a lot of growth in the past two years. Um, there's been a lot of growth. There has been some some difficult times. There have been a lot of difficult times, a lot of tears, but it's also been a lot of like Mm self-realization. And I would have to say that I have to give my flowers to my therapist um, because therapy has helped me a lot. And my therapist know who he is. Anyone wants to know, you can contact me on a one-on-one and I'll let you know who he is, but I'm not going to put him out there. Um, But my therapist is just, um, for me, he has definitely helped me, helped guide me through um, a lot. And I mean a lot. Actually, things that I didn't even know that I was dealing with because it had happened so long ago. You know what I mean? To be able to unpack that. So the perspective I have, the outlook I have on life, how I see things now, um, it is all me, but it was the guidance of of my therapist to help me to get here. Um, And so I feel like, I mean, the work is still not done. You know, I, I definitely see the benefit in therapy. But to have someone that in two years probably knows more about me than some of my friends, like yeah. close friends, you know what I mean? Like we, yeah, me and him been rocking for a little over two years. So yeah, like it is definitely, um, definitely a, a benefit to have a good therapist. Yes, it is. Because once you kind of get past the hurt, the pain, and now that I'm operating out of a healing space, 
um, it, it gives me that that perspective in life where it looks so much brighter, even when everything is going to shit. Still being able to go back and be like, OK. I see what's going on here. I understand, you know, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. But you know what? Life is still great. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I really ever had that perspective on life. So I had to give my flowers to my therapist. I, I think that's, that is such an honorable thing to do. I agree with you. Um, it is, it's a constant process. And you said that you don't think the work is done yet. No, and you know what? The work will never be done because you're constantly working on yourself. You're constantly, you know, that's that maintenance, just like we do with our physical health. With your physical health, you're never done physically. Like, okay, good, that's great. Have my physical this year. I don't have to take care of my health until next year's physical. No, you're constantly maintaining that same thing with your mental health, your emotional health. It should be constantly something that we're working on. So I think that's excellent. You know, I'm all we've we've had conversations about therapy before. So I'm definitely an advocate for that. Uh, and a good therapist, you said something, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you said something about a good therapist. It's so important to find the right therapist too, because I know mm -hmm. a few people who have tried therapy and they're like, nah, it just didn't work. And you know, whatever, whatever. And I always say, try get a second opinion or not a second opinion, but try a second person. Maybe you just haven't found the right fit yet. Yeah, like therapists are like, are like anything else that there's a lot of, like church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not all churches are gonna resonate with you. But mm -hmm. once you find that church that does resonate with you, that is feeding you the way you wanna be fed or whatever the case is, then that's, that's gonna be your church home. You know what I mean? Like my initial therapist that I had was a, a, a older white lady. And it's not that I can say that she didn't know what she was talking about. I just never really connected with her. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like my, my therapist now was a black male. Mm -hmm. He's, he's been through a divorce. He has children. Um, he loves hip hop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we could, we connect on so many levels that it makes me more comfortable to speak to him because I feel like I can walk in and in turn, for lack of better words, speak hip hop and he understands exactly right. what I mean. You know what I mean? And I don't have to, like, I felt like with my initial one, I had to re-explain because yes. I would say something and then she's like, oh, so it made me feel like I was in a professional setting. Yeah. Which just, does not make me yeah. feel comfortable. With my therapist now, I can walk in and be like, nigga, you won't believe this shit. <laughs> and we can we can really get into it, but yet he still provides me what I need as far as clinical type things or yeah, you know, he'll throw those big words and studies and all that other kind of stuff out at me. And I'm educated, so I understand what he's saying. Right. But then also we can break it down to like, yo, fuck that shit. All right, cool. Right. It is what it is, right. Right, you know, and it is what it is. So in terms, he relates to me because he understands me. And that's what makes me more comfortable to open up, to be open, honest as possible, and in turn, really do the work. You know, he'll give me an assignment, I'll do it because 
he's earned my trust to the point where I know if he's asking me to do something, it's a purpose. And then there's a lesson in it. And it's been some things he's wanted me to do. And I'm like, I don't know about that. But you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And it's been some times I came back like, yeah, I did it. I ain't like it. I ain't agree with it. And then we talked about it. But then mm-hmm. it's been other things that I've like done it to a T and I got the lesson out of it and I got the understanding that I needed to get out of it. So if, you know, finding a therapist, don't be afraid to, if you go to a couple of sessions and you're not feeling that person, don't be afraid to like go to, you know, go to someone else. Or if you know someone in therapy, you know, find out who they're going to. Right. You know That's what I mean? Especially, good. especially if y'all, if y'all are able to relate, they might be able to relate to your, you know, to your therapist and don't worry about your therapist ain't going to sit there and talk about what's going on with you to your homie or whatever the case is. Right. They, can't. they can't do that. I spent the first couple months being like, Hey man, so you really can't repeat what I tell you, right? <laughs> like it took, it took, no, for yeah. real, it took me, it took me a minute to get comfortable. Yeah. It took me a minute to get comfortable because I'm like, I'm like, man, this, you know, you ain't going to be out at the bar like, yo, I got this one client, you know, because <laughs> I because I know people and I don't want right, my shit right, out Right, 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 right. Well, but I like, think it's good that you said that he's a black male therapist and mm-hmm. because that it's hard and, and I don't I haven't I've never been to a black male therapist, but from what I understand, it's hard to find one as a black male. So, um, you know, if you do get to the point where you want to share his contact information, I could put that in the show notes because I know there are many black men out there who are searching for therapists or maybe they haven't started the search yet because they don't even know where to begin. I feel like I end up coming across mine as uh, one of my fraternity brothers knew him. Okay. And because he, he himself was a, is a therapist, but he's like, I know you probably don't want to see me but I think you should go, you know, you can go see him. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being in our network. He just wasn't one of the options that that was provided to me. So when I end up going to him, your insurance probably will help that, that, uh, that amount be less, yeah. whatever their rate is, it can help be less. So there are some benefits if you're able to go through your insurance, you know what I mean? But then also talk to your therapist. If, if you really rock with that person, but they don't happen to be in your network, you know, see if they'll come down on that rate and give you the rate as right. if insurance is assisting or helping out. You know what I mean? Because they may be like, okay, look, it's this much per session when you got insurance, but I'll, if you're going to come to me, then, you know, work that out. So mm-hmm. definitely if I put it like this for anybody who feels like they dealing with something and they don't have, they feel like they don't have anyone to talk to. I strongly suggest going to therapy. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I do too. I second that. I second that. Definitely go get that stuff off your chest. Um, you will be surprised just how good you feel being able to release. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just the fact to release and be able to speak to someone that has an unbiased opinion. Cause it's difficult to talk to friends because, you know, especially some of my people who've known me forever, they knew me in my knucklehead years. They knew me in, you know, different parts of time. And unfortunately, sometimes people who've known you for a long time tend to keep you in a certain space in their mind. In a certain box. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. I so just had a conversation like, about this. 
-hmm. It's like if you did something when you were 18 years old, they still think they may still think you have that mentality of the 18, but they're not recognizing your growth and um, everything that you probably done and accomplished since that time. And it's like, okay, I'm 43 now. You do realize I'm not that 18 year old kid that I was. And they may not, they may not be able to see it. You know what I mean? So it's definitely a benefit of speaking to someone that has an unbiased opinion. It's definitely ability. It's um, a benefit to speak to someone that can relate to you in some ways, or either if they have personal experience or they've seen whatever kind of situation you're in. And it's definitely um, good to be able to not hold things in and get it off your chest because that's that was me for many many years i hold in a lot because in turn like i'm the strong fan people come to me with their issues and problems and so therefore i keep my stuff to myself so Mm -hmm. this is my ability to be able to go and release and it is definitely i mean with going through a divorce and covid and all the life changes, even with going through this move, it's definitely a benefit because therapy helps me to really see the big picture, but also it helps to lessen the anxiety. It helps to lessen the worry, the fear, anything that can come with change, it helps to lessen that for me mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm a thinker and I'm very logical and analytical very spiritual, but I'm still very logical. And so sometimes it's a little difficult to balance and navigate through. But with therapy, I have the tools to get through it and just gonna let my greatness shine. So, you know, whoever's around me, you get a front row seat to this nice elevation and greatness that's about to happen. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you to shout out my therapist. Yes, well, we're giving that therapist his flowers today um just you know kudos to just being a black therapist period and a black male therapist we definitely need more of that so dupree this was excellent today as always um this was great to get ready for the rest of the holiday season you better walk around with your mistletoe half no i ain't walking around (laughs) kissing nobody (laughs) <laughs> I ain't walking around just kissing random people. <laughs> you gotta understand, I tell my daughter, I tell my daughter, like, daddy gets all the kisses. <laughs> I kiss on my daughter all the time when I'm around. Daddy get all the kisses. But I'm not about to get all the kisses to everybody. From everybody. <laughs> I heard yeah. that debris. All right, well, thank you for being here anyway. And thank you to all of my listeners for joining me for another episode of the Come and Talk to Me podcast. Take care, y'all. Peace. Follow the show on Instagram at come and talk to CC. No numbers, no underscore, just come and talk to CEECEE on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the podcast wherever you listen. And for that smooth rendition of Come and Talk to Me, for the theme music, I would like to thank producer Larry Owens. B. Landrum and Dre Walton on vocal production and arrangement, and Cleveland's own B. Landrum on lead vocals. Now, as always, pour a glass of wine, put on some old school R&B, and count your blessings. Take care, y'all.